Back to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back here on the block on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Jake Falkovin, and he is Eric Strickland, the Husker Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet. And as of now, let's bring on Mitch Sherman of The Athletic on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. Mitch, how's it going today? Oh, pretty busy day. How are you guys? Oh, yeah, not too bad. We uh, we had our Thirsty Thursday segment, so uh, we might be a little... Thirsty Thursday! <laughs> We've drank him a little bit, but... Uh, I, I think, think I might be busy. joining you soon, but uh, not, <laughs> not right now, unfortunately. Yeah, are you, are you going to... That's that... why you come on the block, man. That's why you come on the block. you got to join I'll in the party, I'll crack one open baby. here while we're on the air. <laughs> there we go. In the honor of Thirsty Thursday, we do appreciate it. Uh, are, are you going to... Are you ready for a night of basketball? Is that what your plans are tonight? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Four games tonight, four tomorrow. Right, you know, it was like an hour ago, and, and I was so wrapped up in the events of the day that I'd forgotten that, you know, temporary, temporarily forgotten that we had NCAA tournament basketball on, and, and uh, it brightened my mood quite a bit. So yeah. looking forward to the games tonight. Yeah, it certainly was a busy day. We'll get to that in a second. I do want to ask you, are you a one-bracket guy, or do you or do you fill out multiple mm-hmm. ones? One-bracket. Oh, one yeah. One-bracket. Never done it. Never done it any, any other way. I, just, I, I want to be able to have my reason to root in, uh, you know, any game that I'm watching – you know, beyond what, you know, like real world uh, reasons I might have. And if I, I mean, if I have two brackets, then, you know, I might, I might I'm gonna run into a situation where I pick both teams. I can't have that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The only problem is when your champion loses early. My, I, I picked Auburn and they're out. So I don't, mm-hmm. I can't cling to my bracket too closely anymore. I mean, that, yeah, it's just a dumb pick, but you know, <laughs> otherwise everything's, everything's good. No, my, my pick, um, I picked, um, who did I even pick? I forgot. Um, Duke or Arizona? It wasn't Duke. Or... It, wasn't Duke. it wasn't Arizona. Gonzaga? Kansas. 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 There you yeah, go. Yeah, I got Kansas. So yeah. Almost lost them in round two. Yeah, yeah. There's the, they, they give you a scare, too. Almost everybody's going to give you a scare, too. Uh, but let's move on to the news of the day, as you were mentioning. Uh, Nebraska announcer Scott Frost announced today in his press conference that Xavier Betts is no longer with the football team. Uh, didn't give a whole lot more information beyond that. Uh, wh- what have you been hearing as, as to re- maybe reasons as to why Xavier Betts is no longer on the team? Well, it's hard to say. I mean, we know that he, you know, something changed in his status after spring break last week. And you know, it's all speculative, and I, and I think mm-hmm. we just need to kind of let this thing play out and see where it is at the end of the spring. Um, you know, maybe maybe there's an opportunity. We don't know. Scott Frost did not say that there's an opportunity for Xavier Betts to come back. Um, there are some reports uh, that that he's going to have a meeting um, with Nebraska at the by the end of this week. Um, we'll see uh, if if that could potentially lead to the door being open. I, I don't know necessarily why you would have a meeting um if there is is no possibility for a future there um you know step back and look at this situation um you know try to speculate a little bit obviously nebraska is going through a situation this offseason with uh new assistant coaches around the offensive side of the ball with the exception of the tight ends coach and that doesn't that doesn't directly impact xavier betts so he's got a new uh, wide receivers coach and, and Mickey Joseph. And, and, you know, by all accounts up until today, uh, it seemed to be going well between the two of them. And not to say that, that there was a falling out or that the, the issue at all involves his relationship with Mickey Joseph, but 
I think it's the first place you'd look is, is you know, what's okay, what's the dynamic here between Xavier and, and the, the, the guys who are coaching him. Um, Mickey uh, definitely brings a different style to coaching the wide receivers than what uh, Nebraska has had for the past couple of years while Xavier Betts has been in this program. And, and I thought um, that it was something that would, that would help Xavier. Um, you know, I thought Xavier could use um, the kind of um, kick in the butt so to speak, that Mickey Joseph is bringing. I think I think Mickey has come in here from LSU with the mindset that he's going to coach these guys hard. Um, you know, he's going to be on them. He's going to hold them to a standard that is probably higher um, right off the bat than you know what he would sustain long term. And um, you know, and then you can kind of dial it back when they start to experience some success, maybe during a season. And that, at least that's the plan. That's what he would hope for. Um, so hard to say. If you know if that dynamic has factored at all into to what we learned today about about Xavier, but uh, you know I don't think this story is is necessarily over. So um, it would uh, it would be good for Nebraska just from a production standpoint and a talent standpoint um, if if it could find a way to work something out um, where he's a productive part of this team. How big of a loss would you see if they aren't able to bring him back? I know there's a, there's been some different response from the fan base, and some people say, well, he wasn't all that productive, so you know it's not that big of a hit next man up. But the problem with that is there's not really a whole lot of guys on the offense that were all that productive. It's more about his upside. He's a really talented guy, and he's a local guy. Um, he's somebody that you want to keep in the program for a lot of different reasons. I mean, so that you can continue to appeal to players like him. I mean, there's there's a there's a young receiver at the high school that Xavier played at, uh, you know, who was a top prospect on Nebraska's board for for a class down the road in 2024. Um, I I I I question the logic that it's not a big loss if you know if this is the end for for Xavier and Nebraska. Um, you, you know, beyond where he's from, just just because of his talent. And yeah, we haven't seen the top end of Xavier Betts in his couple of years at Nebraska. But that was, that was what we were supposed to get. That was what Nebraska hoped to get in, in the next couple of years. That was, that was what um, the, the intention was for Mickey Joseph to be able to bring out in guys like Xavier Betts, was, was to, to be able to get his, to his ceiling. And if, I, I can tell you from, from seeing him play in high school and in college um, that I, I'm, I'm certain that, Xavier Betts' ceiling, that, that the best that he can be is really good uh, uh, in the Big Ten. And, you know, if, if you don't have that, then, it, then you know, there's really no way to, to cut it other than to say it's a, it's a big loss. Now, Nebraska does have guys at wide receiver. You know, they've, they've got an addition um, through the transfer portal and Trey Palmer this, this offseason um, that is, is large, um, and, and, and he's not the only transfer. There's talented freshmen coming in. Um, there's solid returning players back in in Omar Manning and, and Alante Brown has emerged. It's a deep position. It's a talented position, um, but you you, you want to have as much talent as you can get. You know, as we as we've seen with the tight end spot in Nebraska, there, there there's you, you can never have too much depth or too much talent. Um, and, and you know because injuries and and um, you know other developments will occur. So um, you know I'm I'm uh, I'm firmly in the camp that. That uh, you know, it's a big loss if uh, if indeed his days at Nebraska are over. 
Now, we're also hearing out of camp, too, is that a, a lot of guys are, are, are missing, and, and it's not maybe it's just specifically <laughs> that tight end position, of course, um, but a few guys on the offensive line obviously gave Irvin mm-hmm. at running back, and then the news today, you know, you kind of have a missing piece there, wide receiver. Um, I, you know, there's a lot of guys that have played before, so, you know, sometimes spring ball's more about getting those other guys up to speed or whatever, but with this breaking in this new offense with all that new offensive personnel, do you think that is a bit of a big deal? Yeah, fortunately, it's March, and you know, if this was six months from now, and it was September, or five months from now, or four months from now, and it was July, and you were getting ready to start practice, and you had you had this kind of, uh, you know, your your offensive side of the ball in particular was in this kind of shape from an injury point of view, and you'd you'd have some real concerns. Um, that tight end spot, there's just really nobody left, um, at least nobody who's who's uh, who's been productive in, in at Nebraska, nobody with experience. I mean, Travis Vokalek is is the clear leader there as a sixth year senior and a returning starter and, and he's been out this spring and you know Thomas Fedoni is 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 injured um that's that's now official um you know I think it was official before today and, and there's still not a whole lot of uh detail that's been released by Nebraska but you know he's not going to be around for a while um to help this team uh, Chancellor Brewington um uh, is hurt Chris Hickman is hurt those are your top four tight ends um so I don't know what the, that position is going to look like at, at the spring game they might want to just go like four and five wide the entire spring game um, to, to eliminate that position. I mean, honestly, there just really isn't a lot there. There, there, you know, are a couple scholarship players um, in that, uh, in that signing class 21 uh, with Thomas Fedoni, but um, it remains to be seen if those guys are ready to go out there and and even do it in a productive manner in a spring game. Um, And and yeah, the the offensive line is, uh, is kind of a mash unit right now with, with your, your top two candidates probably to start on the at, at tackle on the left and right side and Teddy Prohaska and, and Turner Corcoran uh, missing the entire spring. So, um, you know, the good news is Nebraska doesn't have a game for five months. So Evan, we obviously we've had some, a lot of missing pieces that are going on on the football side, but it looks like Fred Hoiberg was able to secure a piece that was an important piece that was needed uh, with Blaze Keita making a commitment to go ahead and stay even after the uh, Matt Abdomasi exit. So do you find that to be something that is, is, was a crucial piece to, to land, or do you, you feel that Blaze Keita, you know, if he had decided to move on, that Nebraska would still have been all right? Yeah, I wish I could say that I had studied him more and know, and know more about him, but I can speak to it generally, Strick. And, and, you know, I know he's a big guy. He's a center, and I know Nebraska lost Eduardo Andre, which is disappointing. Um, to the transfer portal, but that's college basketball. And if a guy's here for two years and doesn't uh, progress the way that, that he expects to progress, then, then you know, it's not a surprise to see um, something like this with, uh, with Eduardo, Eduardo Andre leaving the program. And that, and that makes it all that more, much more important that, that Hoiberg gets, gets that size that he has uh, signed in this class. And, and that's what, that's what Keita um, out of junior college definitely brings a size and, and, a, and a physical presence um, you know, and then and then the the addition also not not with size, but with the you know potential point guard, um, and Sam Grissell, the uh, the Lincoln kid um, from North Dakota State, is another um, seemingly important addition through the uh, you know uh, uh, Kita is a, was was already signed. Uh, Grissell coming through the transfer portal, um, a, a key uh, a key addition alongside um, alongside Kita in in the uh, in the twenty two twenty three team. 
Uh, and by the way, the latest news on that too, Keon Edwards uh, also entering the transfer portal from Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, that came about an hour ago or so. So um, we did, hadn't mentioned that yet, so I did want to bring that up. Um, uh, one last question for you, jumping back over to football recruiting this time. Uh, Gretna quarterback mm-hmm. Zane Flores, I, I saw you tweet out, got the, the Washington offer. He's got an unofficial visit to Ohio State. Um, what's kind of going on between him and Nebraska? He doesn't have a Nebraska offer yet, does he? Yeah, nothing, um, and they're not recruiting him right now. Um, I've got a big piece on Zane uh, coming tomorrow mm-hmm. on The Athletic, um, uh, you know, a, a national story about him and, and you know, how he's blown up um, in the recruiting uh, world over the last six weeks with uh, a number of Power 5 offers, the latest being Washington that, that he received yesterday. And, you know, he may have an Ohio State offer in a couple of weeks. Um, we'll see. Um, he doesn't have that now. Um, but Nebraska has its quarterback for the 23 class in William Watson, um, out of Massachusetts, who was uh, um, a Mark Whipple guy from from, the, from long before the time that, that Mark Whipple got to Nebraska, um, you know, quarterback recruiting is is, is different um, than if if uh, if Zane Flores was a an emerging national level recruit at, at running back or linebacker. You know, you you you, you basically go out and get um, as many of those guys as as you can handle. Um, quarterback is is a different deal, and it's about fit. And it's about having the right numbers. And Nebraska, at this point, with the quarterbacks that it has on its roster, um, is intent to take one in in this 2023 class. And, and that that guy is committed. So there isn't a uh, a situation. There isn't a, there isn't a um, you know an ongoing um, recruiting process with uh, with Zane Flores in Nebraska. Um, you know, if something was to were to change, um, you know, if if Nebraska has a a quarterback transfer, um, or, or certainly if there was a decommitment, um, which is not expected. Um, then, then yeah, it, that that situation with Flores could change. But the, you know, I think the um, you know the situation that's more likely is that by the time um, by the time anything like that happened, you know, he's going to be committed to another school and and have found a fit that's um, that's good for him. Um, uh, to, to sign a year from now. Uh, certainly interesting stuff. I, I remember an, another guy with Nebraska ties that ended up going to Ohio State. So if he gets that Ohio State offer, I'm going to start I'm gonna start worrying quite a bit. But uh, uh, he is Mitch Sherman of The Athletic. Mitch, thanks for joining us today. We'll look forward to that article. All right. Good to talk to you guys. Yeah, there he goes. Mitch Sherman of The Athletic. Uh, always very insightful and always uh, working on another great story coming up there for The Athletic. So that's always fun. Uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll get to our Hitting the Hardwood segment. The ban is lifted. Kyrie can play home games. What does that mean for the Nets? Also, is there trouble in paradise? Jimmy Butler starts a fight with one of his teammates just about every year, uh, and it happened again. So we'll kind of break down Jimmy Butler and Kyrie Irving and, and all things NBA coming up next here on the block on 93.7 The Ticket.